Ladies and gentlemen, I guess that takes in most of you. What's up, Dad? How's your kids? How's your wife? It's gonna be legend. Wait for it. It's a crap. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second half of that word is dairy. There's something screwy around here. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberry. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is a war room. AM 610 KCSR. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I guess we don't need no thinking budget. There's going to be a whole bunch of things we don't tell, Mrs. Clinton. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? I believe the appropriate metaphor here involves a river of excrement and a Native American water vessel without any means of propulsion. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Andrew Lacey. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Someone over something tall, dark, and awesome? Full cock for tomorrow. A few sprinkles of genius for the chance of doom. John Thayer. I'm the dude. Starting tonight, I am going to teach you how to live. You know, I have one simple request. Show me the money! And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. And boom goes the dynamite. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. We're not live, are we? Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. It's time for Live at Four on AM610 KCSR. You lost us. Can you just call something cool like a ninja report? And I thought this was gonna be a dull day. I got the queen to give me a fist box. So I got that one. Hardly while I have a strange influence. I pose a conundrum to you. Pride is an abomination. You know who I am. One must forego the self. Nothing for you. To attain total spiritual creed. Isn't that fashion? Avoid the chewy chunks of degradation. You see your whole team of psychiatrists, aren't you? Oh, do you think so, doctor? Don't try to be funny, will you, meathead? You big dummy. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. It is live at 4, Stereo AM 610, KCSR, Andrew Lacey and John Thayer with you here on a Tuesday afternoon. Just chilling, doing what we do. Just hanging out. Kind of cloudy there for a while. It's supposed to be just nice all day. A bit of windy. Boy, you sound jacked for this show. I'll, I'll take it over the cold weather. <laughs> Every day, my man. I don't know what you got in store for the show, but I know you were prepping. I kind of know what you got in store. One thing I do know is, at the risk of going another sports day, I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners that fill out brackets for March Madness. Do not fill your bracket out until after this show. We're going to be joined by Brad Evans of Yahoo Sports, who's going to break it down for us. You know, yesterday we had... uh, yeah. An expert that wasn't an expert at all. Today we're going to give you an actual expert uh, known as an expert of bracketology for, well, the largest fantasy sports platform in America. That's, that's Yahoo Sports. And I'll tell you what, Yahoo, for my money, is the best there is at sports reporting. They have just completely overshadowed ESPN in the last year or two. Yahoo's done well. They've gotten some of the big guns from ESPN, like Pat Forty recently to Yahoo. I don't know how long he's been there, but I do know um, you know, he, he, he's always, he was always one of my favorite reads. Reading the 40-yard dash on ESPN used to be one of my favorite deals. 
I think he has it now still. Yeah, still of. does it's it. It's called something else. I don't remember what it's called. It's like 40 minutes or something yeah. like that. Turns out when you go from company to company, you generally can't take the name of your current <laughs> deal. <laughs> Uh, oh, silly. But anyways, in the meantime, if you have questions about uh, maybe your bracket, maybe you have a couple of questions you'd like to get to uh, Mr. Brad Evans, you can email those to us. Uh, just email them to john at shadrad.com, and we can try to get you hooked up. We'll try to – we're not going to take – thought about maybe trying to take calls during the, the interview, but we're limited to 10 minutes. It's going to be quick. We're not going to have time for that. So let's get your questions in. We'll try to work on Yeah, we're going to have him – we got a couple stories that came out in the last couple days we want him to get through, have him run through some of his thoughts, and then we've got a few questions of our own we want to ask about some teams. So we'll get in as much as we can, but we are going to be a little limited on time with him. Deal with what we can. Yep. So right now, first, we do weather. Skywatch Weather on KCSR Live. Weather's brought to you by First National Bank of North Platte, the bank you call first. For tonight, mostly clear skies, lows 35 to 40. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, highs low to mid-70s. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy and a low around 40. Thursday, mostly sunny, highs low to mid-70s. Thursday night, mostly clear and a low around 40. Friday, mostly sunny, highs in the 70s, low 35 to 45. Saturday, partly cloudy, highs in the 70s, low 35 to 45. Right now in downtown Shadron, Browner at 29.71 and slightly falling. We've got winds 15 to 20 miles an hour, partly cloudy skies, and it's 73 degrees in Shadron. Weather brought to you by First National Bank of North Platte. Click on the First National Bank of North Platte weather button on the upper right corner of the Shadrad homepage, and it will take you to the First National Bank North Platte website. News this afternoon is brought to you by Modern Farm and Gordon, serving the Panhandle and surrounding areas with sales, parts, and service for all types of New Holland equipment. Three candidates for the Shadron City Manager position are scheduled to meet the public at an open house on Thursday. The open house will be held at the Country Kitchen from 5 to 7 p.m. in the North Banquet Room. The three candidates include Chuck Layden of Hot Springs and Jim Putchner and Lauren Young, both of Shadron. The purpose of the open house is for the job candidates to meet with members of the city council, city department heads and employees, members of the public, and the news media. The open house will be open to the public, and everyone's encouraged to attend. Attendees are asked to park on the north side of Country Kitchen. City Council held the same event for Jeff Bloomberg of Pierre, South Dakota, on March 1st. Twelve young ladies will be vying for the titles of Miss Alliance, Miss Panhandle, Miss Sandhills, Outstanding Teen. Contestants are Cody Bauman from Shadron, Haley Blundell from Shadron, Brittany Eckberg from Gearing, Jaslyn Hausman of Alliance, Alexis McGlone from Mitchell, Shelby Monty from Holdridge, Kayla Nielsen from Alliance, Rachel Pavelka from Oxford, Liana Prill of Holdridge, Mary Claire Prill of Holdridge, Marilee Prill from Holdridge, and Holly Walker from Gearing. The pageant is set for Sunday the 18th at 3 p.m. at the Performing Arts Center at Alliance High School. The teen pageant is open to all female Nebraska residents who are at least 13 years old and no older than 17 and in 11th grade. Outstanding Teen Pageant is under the Nebraska Outstanding Teen Competition, which is held under the Miss America organization. It's designed to promote scholastic achievement, creative accomplishment, healthy living, and community involvement for America's teens. Contestants will be judged based on interview, talent, sportswear, evening wear, and on-stage questions. 
There will also be a separate overall community service competition, audience choice award, and Miss Congeniality that don't count in the overall scoring. A silent auction fundraiser will also take place during the pageant beginning at 11 a.m. And don't forget, today is the last day to submit your vote for the school bond issue. All ballots must be in the hands of the Dawes County Clerk no later than 5 o'clock, so you've got about 45 minutes left to get your ballot over there. They'll start the counting right around 5, and we'll get results for you as soon as we can. If you have questions or problems, you can contact the County Clerk at 432-0100. That's a look at news brought to you by Modern Farm Click on the Modern Farm banner ad on the Swap Shop page of Shadrad.com for more information. Sports on KCSR Live. Time now for a look at sports and sports today brought to you by First National Bank of Shadron One Bank. Every service. Syracuse's basketball program has taken a hit two days before the Orange take on UNC Asheville. And it's NCAA opener, seven-foot center Fab Mello has been ruled ineligible for the tournament. Officials aren't saying why. The Big East Defensive Player of the Year missed three games during the season because of an academic issue. Two college basketball coaches have been handed their walking papers today. Matt Doherty is out at SMU after his six seasons on the Mustangs bench, produced an 80-109 and record. And South Carolina got rid of Darren Horn after he went 60-63 and over four seasons with the Gamecocks program. Two Denver Broncos players are suing the NFL to overturn their drug suspensions. Linebacker DJ Williams and lineman Ryan McBean say the league violated protocol in collecting their urine samples and then refused to clear the players even after the collector was fired for, uh, for uh, his mishaps. Offense, uh, there is good news for fans of Pittsburgh Penguins as Sidney Crosby is about to rejoin the team. Crosby is slated to return to the ice Thursday night for a game against the Rangers in New York. Crosby has been suffering from concussion problems and hasn't played since December 5th. He's only appeared in eight games this season after missing the final 41 games of last year. That is a look at Sports and Sports Today, brought to you by First National Bank of Shadron. Get connected at First National Bank of Shadron. Hi, this is former President Bill Clinton. You're listening to Live at Four on Stereo AM 610 KCSR, Shadron, Nebraska. If you change that dial, I would have you deported. <laughs> Live at 4, Stereo AM 610, KCSR, Andrew Lacey and John Thayer with you this afternoon. Uh, God, it's already spring. we got to do a picnic this week. I got the okay. We can do it. Just got to pick a day? Yeah, we got to find out what day we want to have. We'll just, we'll just hang out right outside. People can come by, honk their horns. Set up a couple lawn chairs. I even got my wardrobe picked out already. I'm excited. I'm amped. I'm jacked. I'm ready. I'm ready. Picking out your clothes for that. Yeah. Get, um, I guess if we're going to be doing this show publicly, we got to be presentable. Well. Ish. No, you just got to have clothes on. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yep. We're going to do it outside some one of these times. Perfect. I don't know when. 
It might just be right outside mm-hmm. the front door, but that's okay. At least it'll be outside. Yeah, we'll just need to pick a day where it's not too windy. Oh, good luck. So we don't have a whole show of... <laughs> Guess we're not doing a show outside. <laughs> For Jeez, an hour. Do you feel better? Kind of. <laughs> good. Oh, let's see. I got two news stories. I'm trying to decide which one I want to do first. You know what happens tonight, by the way? What's that? NAIA Division II Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. Exciting women, stuff. Women in Sioux City, the men in uh, Point Lookout, or Branson, Missouri. Uh, the women's final, by the way, Northwestern Co- uh, in Iowa and College of the Ozarks. Northwestern's looking for their third straight championship. College of the Ozarks, they're trying to avoid going 0 for 4 in championship games. They cannot beat the GPAC in championship games, which, by the way, the GPAC which features South Dakota, Nebraska, and Iowa schools. Again this year, three of the four Final Four teams from the Great Plains Athletic Conference. It's a heck of a good conference for women's basketball. I'm telling you, The only NAIA schools I can name are Midland and some of the teams in the GPAC. And most of the GPAC is only because KUTT, where I used to work, covered those games. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. I know quite a bit about the NAIA. It's uh, I've spent... More than one, uh, mm-hmm. probably three or four years covering the national basketball tournaments, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Good people. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm looking forward to catching up on the score of that game. I know College of the Ozarks, you know what that is? It's a hard work university. They don't pay tuition there, they work full time really? jobs. Yes, you do not pay a tuition at Hard Work U, and there's a few of them around the country. One of them's at College of the Ozarks. They have like a dairy farm on, on campus, and Stuff. So you're basically doing like farm work and that kind of stuff, and you uh, pay your way through college that way. So these these kids who go to these national tournaments and miss an entire week, they have to make up all that time of missed work. Ooh. So it's tough to be an athlete uh, at these hard work U's, and it's, that's I, I commend worse their than just missing class. That's mm-hmm. intense. Absolutely. And, I mean, they do full time jobs, and I mean, you there is zero alcohol on their campus, no tolerance. In the first year when you're there. I take away all the freshman keys. You're not going home until Christmas. Got to stay on campus. That's, that's kind of a, a unique deal. That sounds like the worst college experience ever. Oh, but <laughs> fantastic people. The the, yeah. the kids from there, uh, the people I know from there, great individuals. You have to be to survive that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but anyways, there you go. There's your lesson of the day on hard work universities. You're welcome. I, I feel like I've learned something. <laughs> And on that note, you familiar with the South by Southwest conference every year? Festival? Nope. Whatever you want to call it? A what? South by Southwest? Nope. Okay, what it is, is it's like this festival where they get like a bunch of tech companies coming together and they're unveiling all kinds of new products and software and stuff. One of the things that's being done down there, this is in Austin, Texas, one of the more interesting ideas that has come out is that one advertising agency that I'm not going to name because that's exactly what they want has decided to turn homeless people into Wi-Fi hotspots. Knowing there would be a high demand for internet at the event, this agency outfitted 13 homeless people in Austin with these little uh, 4G devices that broadcast Wi-Fi signals and you just have to stand within 30 feet of them. And you get Wi-Fi. And they even wear T-shirts that say, Hi, my name is whatever, and I'm a 4G hotspot. (laughs) 
Each person is paid $20 a day, and they get to keep any donations people give them, which they suggest $2 per 15 minutes of internet use, which would be about 8 bucks an hour. And they could either do cash or do it through PayPal. It might shock you that the reaction to this was negative. It was? <laughs> I like it. I like it. See, see to me, this is... This is simultaneously horrible and exploitive and awesome. <laughs> well, you're helping the guy go get his beer. That's what they collect money for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there with their fake glasses on, playing the guitar out in front of the bar scene on a Friday and Saturday night, and they then the next day you see him passed out with alcohol containers. What do you think they do with the money? <laughs> That's exactly the answer I was looking for. <laughs> You're welcome. Because, I mean, some people are saying that they're just exploiting them to get advertising for the agency, which is why I'm not going to name them. But others are saying, yeah, this is a chance to draw attention to the homeless people and help them make some money. Well, I, it is a way to help them make the money. If they're going to actually pay them, they're looking for donations. Somebody is going to need that Internet, and they're going to drop a hundy to one of those dudes and. They're going to be good to go. They're going to be able to eat McDonald's dollar menu for 100 more days. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know, you know, in Lincoln, they have an issue with homeless people downtown. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you walk by one, you keep looking straight forward, you don't acknowledge they exist, you sure aren't going to give them any money. They yell at you. But if the guy's providing you Wi-Fi, yep. you, you might drop a couple bucks his yep. way. Yeah, if they're nice about it. I mean, I've been yelled at by the fellas downtown Lincoln. I don't like that too much. I, just random. You don't know? It's like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? I thought you were sleeping. My favorite was uh, I was standing outside a place on the phone with somebody. Guy walks by, asks if he can borrow my phone. Has anyone ever said yes to that? There's a movie where it did once. That's about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like it's going to end badly. Yeah, I could see how that's a bad deal, your your story here. Uh, and again, it's a one more thing that makes the poor work and the rich pay, uh, benefit. You know what I mean? Not yeah. necessarily rich, but I should say more wealthy. I don't know. If they did that here in Shadron, yeah. I'd probably, I wouldn't be the guy using the internet. I'd probably be the guy with the, I'd, I'd be the hotspot. <laughs> I'd be the hot spot getting 20 bucks a day I, so I could live. I mean, I could do that. I could go out in the morning and stand out by McDonald's or something, give people their internet, and then come back here and do this for the afternoon. Yep. Nice way to make a little money on the side. I, I dig it. I dig it. We should see. Maybe maybe Shadow Knights want to get that started. We'll see. I could take the afternoon shift. <laughs> I'll just stand around like Safeway. Perfect. <laughs> we got to get a better reach than 30 feet, though. Yeah, we'll 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 like power it up, put like an antenna on your head or something. Yeah, I could do that. Stand around, make twenty dollars. I'm good. Perfect plan. All right, all right. I think I think we're on to something here. All right, we're gonna take a break so we can make sure we have plenty of time for Brad Evans. This is live at four stereo AM six ten KCSR. I find him objectionable on most every level. Hey, this is Apollo thirteen astronaut Fred Hayes. You're listening to Live at 4 on Stereo AM 610 KCSR. If you change that dial, I'll send you to the moon.
Live at 4, Stereo AM 610, KCSR, Andrew Lacey, and John Thayer. And with the big dance getting underway tonight with the play-in games, we are joined by a Yahoo Sports bracketologist, Brad Evans. Brad, thanks for joining us. Merry March Madness! (laughs) (laughs) That's what we like to hear. So, why don't we start with the big story for the day is Fab Mello being suspended for Syracuse. Uh, what does that do to Syracuse chances in the tournament? Oh, it's crippling. Uh, there's no question of that. Look, Fab Mello is the centerpiece of that 2-3 zone. He's a 7-footer, the team's leading rebounder, and you take him out of the mix there uh, in central New York, and it's a real game-changer overall. Now, uh, I think, obviously, the Orange will get past UNC Ashland. No 16 has uh, ever beaten a 1. However... A potential second-round matchup with Kansas State is daunting, in my opinion, for Syracuse. Now, this is a very deep team. Don't get me wrong. They're still very talented even without Fab Mello. But they did lose a game when Mello was ineligible earlier this season against Notre Dame. They were crushed on the boards in Kansas State, which goes 6'7", 6'7", 7 feet up front. Very, very good on the offensive glass. Create a ton of second-chance opportunities. If Roddy Magruder can hit his outside jumpers with regularity and really soften up that 2-3 zone even more, I think the uh, Wildcats could spring the upset and sink Hughes back uh, to Central New York with Drew Pez. Brad, who do you really like in this tournament? Well, I like a number of teams, honestly. I mean, there's 68 of them to choose from. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a number of teams that I, I'm rather enamored with. Uh, first and foremost, I think Kentucky is a prohibitive favorite entering um, tournament action. This is a team on paper and in person I think it's the strongest I've seen in a decade. Uh, they rank in the top five nationally in offensive and defensive efficiency. They're deep. They have a number of NBA lottery picks on this team. Uh, Kit Gilchrist, one of them. Anthony Davis, obviously, probably going to be the number one pick next year as well. Uh, they're very balanced across the board. The only issue that they have uh, is youth. And you never know with some of these kids, you put them in a spotlight, a neutral court environment, uh, how they react, and it's one bad shooting night from elimination. So uh, I think Kentucky right now, though, still the team to beat. I, I think uh, Coach Cal will get his first championship ever. Uh, I like that team a lot. In the West, I actually like Memphis. Nobody's really talking about Memphis, except for me, seemingly, all the interviews I've done here the last couple of days. Uh, this is a team that's been flying way under the radar for much of the season. Uh, I know they struggled early on in the year in the Maui Invitational. They got beat by Murray State at home, but we know that Murray State is you know, obviously legit. Uh, but they won 13 of 16 games in Conference USA action. Top 20 nationally in offensive and defensive efficiency. Have a kid named Will Barton. Uh, could absolutely light it up from uh, all points on the floor. Uh, you know, Black is a, a tremendous lockdown defender as well. So uh, they're undersized, but I, I think they give Michigan State all kinds of matchup problems. Uh, so those are two teams to me that really stand out on the left-hand side of the bracket that I would fear. Last year it was VCU. Who's an 11 seed or lower that could make a legit run in this tournament? Well, there's a couple. One that stands out to me is uh, NC State, and I know Vegas would agree with me on this one. Shockingly, NC State is favored as the 11 seed over San Diego State, which is the 6 seed, by a point and a half. Now, uh, C.J. Leslie uh, played extraordinarily well in the ACC tournament. If he can continue to carry over momentum into the NCAA tournament, this is going to be a very tough out uh, overall. I think uh, we'll out... uh, out-distance, out-duel San Diego State uh, in their matchup. Maybe win a second game, although I think the, uh, the odds uh, could be long at that, depending upon what Georgetown team shows up. Uh, another team that I like is a 12 seed, Harvard. Now, everybody, and possibly their mother as well, is on the bandwagon for Vanderbilt right now. Uh, you know, they're coming off the high of the SEC conference uh, tourney win, beating Kentucky. 
It's a team that's greatly improved defensively. They had some sharpshooters along the perimeter. But Harvard is very stout up front. they got two guys in Casey and Wright that are shooting around 55% combined on the season. And a lockdown defensive team, our, Tam, our uh, Tommy Amaker's bunch, they rank 25th in the nation defensive efficiency. I think if Harvard can get out and defend, the three in particular, and control the uh, interior and get Fessens Azili in foul trouble, the Crimson, who uh, haven't been dancing since 1966, a lot of pent-up frustration over those decades, I think could, uh, you know, release hell essentially on Vanderbilt and send the Commodores back to Nashville sobbing. So I like uh, the Crimson quite a bit. Uh, one other lower seed that seems to be a trendy pick is Belmont. We saw them play Duke very close earlier in the year, and a lot of people seem to like them to upset Georgetown. What do you think of their chances? Yeah, I think it's realistic. Uh, I would say their chances are probably better than 50-50 of beating uh, the Hoyas. Uh, right now, the line in Vegas, I believe, is like three and a half. So, you know, even Sin City agrees uh, with the consensus on that. Belmont's got a ton of sharpshooters. They're a fast-moving team. Uh, they can beat you in a variety of ways. Excellent from downtown. Uh, they slash the cup, draw a lot of contact, and convert those opportunities to the free throw line. And you just don't know where you're going to get with Georgetown. I mean, this is a team that, uh, you know, has played with some of the elites in the Big East and at times played with the lowlights of the elite uh, of the Big East. So you never know what you're going to get with the Hoyas overall. And some breaking news. I don't know if you guys heard this, but the Hoya mascot, Jack, blew out an ACL today. <laughs> So that's an ominous sign if I've ever seen one. That's not good for them, definitely. I'll take that in consideration as I make my last predictions here. Uh, Florida State, it's a team who has obviously some big wins in conference this year. Are they a legit contender to make a deep run in this tournament? They are the Georgetown of the ACC. That's what Florida State is. All right, except their mascots, you know. Seminoles. Healthy. Nobody blew out any ACLs or anything. They're all healthy in the Seminole Nation. They're fine. Uh, but I will say this. Florida State is a team that's extremely dangerous, but they're Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, this is a team that lost to arguably one of the worst high major teams uh, in the country this year to Boston College. But they also beat North Carolina twice, uh, the first time convincingly in Tallahassee. They also beat Duke at Duke. They're the clutchest shooting team in the country. Michael Snares, who had a number of big shots this season. Locks had a couple of big shots in the ACC tournament. Dual Keys was on fire uh, a number of times this season. I believe he drained eight threes in that first matchup against North Carolina. Uh, they got Bernard James down low. Very good defensive team. The offense has finally started to catch up. I, I just don't know what side of the bed they're going to wake up on. You know, if it's the wrong side, this team could lose to the Bonnies in round one. But if it's the right side consistently, this is a Final Four team and one that could easily emerge out of the East. So now, one team that really intrigues me is Detroit. We've never seen a, well, we've seen four times a 15 beat a two. Brad Stevens says this is unlike any 15 we've seen. What are the chances Detroit upsets Kansas? About as good as me landing a date with Kate Upton. <laughs> so that good, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I am a, a darn good-looking man, apparently. No, so no, you're not at all. saying no. there's a chance. Uh, yeah, there, you're saying there's a chance. That's exactly right. This is why I'm doing radio, not television, Joe. <laughs> but, you know, look, uh, everybody seems to be on this Detroit bandwagon kind of quietly. Uh, my colleagues Pat Forty, Dan Wetzel, Greg Anthony all expressed concern for Kansas in that game. Look, this is not another Bucknell. Okay, it's not. Um, it's not another, you know, unfortunate matchup for Kansas. I know Detroit is more athletic than most 15 seeds that we've seen. Roy McCallum Jr. has played terrific basketball this season. Uh, I just think Kansas has more horses, and as long as Thomas Robinson and Jeff Withey stay out of foul trouble, they have too much size down low, and they're just going to pound 
uh, Detroit into submission and eventually just win this game going away. So I'm going with Kansas. I even have Kansas uh, coming out of that region. Uh, overall, I'm not overly impressed with North Carolina, despite the immense talent uh, that the Tar Heels had. I'm also not uh, very impressed with Roy Williams' fashion style and choices overall. <laughs> Did you see that plaid jacket in the ACC tournament? <laughs> that was bad. Eddie Vedder wouldn't wear that, and he loves plaid. Brett, I, I know we got to get you out of here, but I do want to ask you this. Yesterday we had a, a colleague of ours uh, in his mid-20s who made selections for the March Madness tournament. He claims he has not watched a basketball game since high school. Uh, he has LIU Brooklyn over Michigan State and Norfolk State over Missouri. Any chance one or both of those happen? Okay, uh, full disclosure, if that guy wins the uh, the bracket, then I'm definitely landing a date with Kate up. <laughs> I, I might even have a double date. You know, we'll get a, the whole swimsuit issue. We'll just all go out together if that's the case. No, no, no shot at all. I say, well, guys, I think I, I may even have a better shot of uh, jumping over the Grand Canyon. There's just, there's no way that that is going to happen. Norfolk State? Yeah. Well, you know, he had his he had his reasons. He didn't like Missouri, but he, he kind of liked Virginia, so that's what he... <laughs> I'd be curious because a lot of people pick based on mascots, and Norfolk State has the same mascot as Michigan State. They're both the Spartans, so I wonder how far he took Michigan State. He had them go into the title game? Is that right? His his final four was Kentucky, Syracuse, uh, Carolina, and Davidson. God. And, and Kentucky was there because he likes bourbon. That's that's what we were dealing with. <laughs> so maybe he was drinking the bourbon and no. <laughs> while filling out the sheet. Brad, we certainly appreciate you uh, getting some time with us here. Uh, do want to let people know they can follow you on Twitter, Yahoo Noise. And uh know you do a lot of things with fantasy sports. That's uh, definitely how I uh, got to following you on Twitter because uh, you're probably one of the few people that are more obsessed with fantasy sports than myself. It is a sickness. It is. It really is. It's kind of a gateway drug. I don't know what it's going to lead to yet, but hopefully it'll be a euphoria. <laughs> I'm with you. Brad Evans, appreciate your time. All right, boys. Enjoy the madness. Enjoy it. We'll we see will. <laughs> That's Brad Evans of uh, Yahoo Sports here to break out, down the bracket with us. This is Live at 4, Stereo AM 610, KCSR. This is Jason Brown, and you're listening to Live at 4 on Stereo AM 610, KCSR. I'm not sure we can follow that. <laughs> uh, he was jacked. Oh, man. That guy, he, he's one of the guys, you know, I kind of felt like that during basketball. I guarantee he doesn't sleep much during this time. Oh, he's no he's running on sugar and energy drinks. The man just does not stop working because... Well, you can't when you're that big time. Yeah, we really appreciate him taking the time to talk to us here in little Shadron America. Oh, yeah. Got to let the Western Nebraska know what to pick in the tournament, so we were able to get him on. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he helped out your bracket. Uh, well, now we'll i got to consider it, because I actually did pick Detroit to be Kansas. So Oh, I, you're going to let him talk you out uh, of your upset pick? I'll, I'll consider it. Okay. I'm probably still going to do it because, you know, go big or go home. All right. Well, we'll see. Plus, I'm in a pool that rewards you for getting upsets right, so that would give me bragging rights yeah. for quite a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> Haven't uh, had one of those since Vermont beat Syracuse as a 13, so. <sighs> it happens. So I did have one other story to talk about. This is the one I thought you were going to bring up earlier and you didn't. Headline. 
Four Amish charged with illegal alcohol possession after buggy collides with peace, police car. When is that ever a good idea? Drinking buggy? Come on, man! Uh, this is one of those things I saw, and for whatever reason, I am fascinated by the Amish people. Yeah? I, I don't mean any sort of disrespect to them, even though I'm about to make some jokes, because that's, <laughs> what, because that's what I do. We make jokes about everyone here. But just the way of life and just how different they are from everyone else fascinates me. You know, we drove near or through Amish colonies a couple of times when I was uh, traveling the country. We're pulling a trailer with $100,000 worth of electronics, and we're passing these buggies on the highway. That's just fun. I don't care. So, authorities in western New York say they've charged four young Amish adults with illegal possession of alcohol after their buggy collided with a police car responding to a report of drinking of a drinking party underway. Can I tell you my favorite line of the story? The buggy scattered. <laughs> we'll get there. Are you reading the whole story? Sure. The Chautauqua County Sheriff's Office tells media outlets the crash happened around 7.15 Sunday in the town of Sherman, which is near the Pennsylvania border in southwest New York. Authorities say deputies were responding to reports that people were drinking in several Amish buggies on a country road. As a patrol car arrived on the scene, one of the Amish buggies changed lanes, collided with the police vehicle. The buggy flipped onto its side, causing minor injuries to one of the people on board. Police say several other buggies fled the scene. Other buggies fled the scene. They all ran. You know what? They just wanted to take a cross-country train trip and drink, but they couldn't do the train, so they got a buggy train going. You know, I don't blame them. We we get off the farm for the evening. You know, Ezekiel's such a bring down that can't just handle this. Need to get out. Do a little boozing, a little buggying, yep. if that's a word. It is now. <laughs> sure. We're all about inventing words around here. The only thing I blame them for, Andrew, because obviously I'm not against drinking. You know, you want to have a good time, have a good time. But I always have a designated buggy driver. <laughs> always a designated buggy captain. And they fail to do that. Now they're in trouble. See, that's that's just irresponsible, and I expect better from the Amish people. I don't know what they thought they were going to do with the police car. Did they think they had more speed? Were they going to knock it over? I'm going to outrun this guy. Watch this. You're in a buggy. I wonder if the horse was drunk. <laughs> you ever seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? They were. I bet they were. You know what you they were doing? You've been into the sacramental vine again. <laughs> they were using a battery-powered radio and playing "Beer for My Horses" when they got busted. That's what they were doing. Beer for my horses. Boom! We ran into a police car. I know that's how it works. Uh, I'm not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> Better find, better find out what else is in the news. Why don't we just go what's in the news brought to you by Quality Tire, where the pros are. Worst superheroes ever. What's in the news 